everybody, welcome to a special edition of Morning Scuttlebutt. It's me, Mike. And I'm the Fink. Hey, it's Mike and the Fink. All right. Mike, let's talk about Snowmageddon. More like the snowpocalypse, am I right, Rick? <laughs> that was crazy. Did we get dumped of snow or what? And if you haven't turned the show off yet, don't worry. I don't stay like this the whole show. We're going to get right down to things in just a moment. Let's do this. We're hanging. Small Town Scuttlebots. Check one, two. Check, check. How do I sound, Mike? Uh, like a million bucks. That's right. How do you sound? You sound like you sound like about you know, fifteen dollars. Fifteen. I'll take it. You take it. Yeah. With yeah. inflation. That's I mean, this good. is a free show, so you're already coming out ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You are winning, folks. Hey, it's Rick and Mike, and this is Small Town Scuttlebutt, episode 78, and it's Thursday, February 3, 2022, and we have just finished shoveling ourselves out of this big blizzard that we got over the past weekend. I'm feeling pretty good about moving on with my life and putting the snow BS behind us. How are you? You just drove in from, it was your Monday morning commute, we're doing a Monday show, you came in from Salem via automobile. Yeah. What are the roads like out there, Mike? They weren't good. No. And here's here's why. Uh everything is down to like single where where there would usually be two lanes wide. Mm-hmm. It's all still one lane. And then you got the guys out with the bobcats during morning commute times. Like, hey, here's an idea. You didn't get around to it yet. Why don't you wait until 9.15 and then roll out the Bobcats? Because right now you're just slowing things down even more. Mm-hmm. Thanks for nothing. I love your miserable commuting stories. I don't have but to like, commute because this... you do it for me. I, I know what it's like. Yeah. I'm, I'm living vicariously through you but as like, a normal person that has a normal day-to-day life. Doesn't that seem obvious, though? Like, you didn't get around to it yet. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's football on like, Sunday night. We got it. AFC, NFC yeah. championship games. You, yeah. you, you this know, is, the snow can wait. This is the snow New can England. Wait for, yeah, the snow can wait for the morning commute. Yeah. This is New England. We we know how to we know how to deal with the snow. Apparently. And you didn't get around to it in time. Uh, don't punish me uh, at 8 o'clock in the morning because you, now you're deciding to go hit up the Bobcat. Well, Mike, I we, we just hit our first disagreement, so let's focus on that. You just said this is New England. We know how to deal with the snow. Apparently, we don't. Let, let's talk about well, the we used snow, to. my God. We used to. How many people have said snow, my God? Like, okay. Yeah. You're cute. No, I got a lot more. Snowmageddon. Snowmageddons and snowpocalypse. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, anytime the weathermen start throwing around phrases like bomb cyclone and bombogenesis, mm-hmm. here's what I can tell you. Whatever... Uh, Whatever inch total they're they're predicting, yeah, it's going to be way less than that sure. because they said bomb cyclone or bombogenesis. You jinxed it. Uh, you might remember the bomb cyclone that hit, I don't know, three four years ago. I don't even know what the and it what was that. This, def- what does that this mean? Huge thing. It was the first time any weathermen were ever talking about a bomb. Oh, it's a bomb cyclone. Oh, it's a and new it, buzzword, and they it had was to like the new beat the buzzword shit out of that it. you had never heard before. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden, every channel was like, "Oh, the bomb cyclone." Yeah. And uh, <laughs> wait, how do they say it? Uh, the bomb cyclone. I love what? it. Hey, uh, <laughs> make sure you hit up the grocery store, everybody, because the bomb cyclone is coming on Friday. Right, right. All of a sudden, the demand for things like eggs, bread, milk—these yep. are the three staple items that 
New Englanders like freak out if there's not an abundance of it. I need ten days supply of eggs. It's not just milk. New Englanders. That's universal. I would think that people in Montana are tough. Like they're fucking cowboys, right? We're a bunch of coastal elite pansies. I, dude, I was a kid once, a long time ago. And when I was a kid, do you know what I wore on my feet in in snow blizzard storms and shit? I wore big green rubber boots, no insulation. Right. I wore two pairs of cotton socks. Yep. Okay. And two Wonder Bread and those plastic socks bags. got wet immediately. Yes, and because they're cotton and not wool. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. you're just doomed, right? Yep. Well, instant frostbite. Except that when you're nine or ten or whatever, you don't care. No. You you got. You've got twenty digits. Like, like these are these things are expendable. I need to do another sledding run off that jump. <laughs> <laughs> I'll worry about the black yeah. pinky toe when I get home. Well, no, my mom will worry about yeah. it. I'm with I'm me. It was never jump. my pinky toe. It was always roast beef that I was concerned about. I'm sorry, roast beef. We were talking about frostbite on toes. Yes, and you went to roast beef. Yeah, because this little piggy had roast beef. Oh God, Jesus, Mike. If you're just joining the show, Mike works with kids, and he's uh, about to go into work, so he's getting into work brain mode. I yeah. totally missed that reference. That's fine. But, yeah. Um, now, the bread, milk, eggs thing, mm-hmm. this is the most first-world American thing, right? Lean, lean into it, man. The fact that it's going to snow, <laughs> you might be stuck in your house for a day. I know. Oh, my God. Yep. A day. Yep. I'm low on milk. <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. Well, quick, everybody, run to Shaw's and get yourself some more milk because God knows you wouldn't be able to survive a single day without milk. Oh, but the kids, the, what are the kids going to have for breakfast? I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. rummage around the. What f- happened in your childhood when mom didn't have milk? You figured something out. Oh, maybe it's a toast day. Maybe you make pancakes. Yeah. No, you need milk for pancakes. Not if you've got that instant mix. Ugh. So this is like the most first world thing that the, the idea that you can't. You can't survive without these staples mm-hmm. for one day. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I might finally have to eat the uh, some of the club crackers from the <laughs> giant uh, Sam's Club box of club crackers that I bought. That's right. Okay. Yep. So you've got club crackers for the day. There you go. You'll get by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would much rather eat my club crackers for a day than stand in line at, at Trader Joe's or Shaw's or Whole Market, Whole Foods, wherever you're going. Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. Wherever you're going. I would much rather get by for a day than go deal with that nonsense. Yeah. Like Well, no. Mike, it, it shouldn't be surprising because we've we've devolved as a society where we need to tell our kids to bring a water bottle wherever they go. Yes. Now, I am a hard no on that and I just send my kid off because you know what? This is New England in a developed nation. We are not a third world country. We're not in the desert. Like, wherever you go, do this at home, folks. All you scuttlebuds out there listening, where are you right now? Okay, get your coordinates, get your bearings. True or false, there is a water source within 50 yards of where you are right now. I'm going to go with true. Yes. Even if they are in the car. Yes. I'm going to go with true because they probably have that water bottle. Yes. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you're traveling, you're within two minutes of a water source, yeah. right? But we do this. We we have somehow psychologically told ourselves, it, it's you're not fully dressed. Get Remember dressed. When- do you have your shirt? Do you have your pants? Your, your shoes? Do you have your water bottle attached to your fucking hip like a little pansy? 
Remember when you were like God. eight to ten years old and you would ride your bike around the neighborhood all day or like play basketball, whatever, and you didn't go into the house for water or any kind of rehydration until, hose. until it was like, oh God, I <laughs> and then you'd finally be like, I guess I should drink some. <laughs> yeah, kids, and then when you do, today you don't never stop. understand. Yeah. That. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're drinking for like, remember the kid at the water fountain yes, that would- save some for the fish. Yeah, that the was kid the at the water fountain that would just be standing there for like 45 seconds and you're like, dude, yeah, but you there's get, a line here. Yeah, but you got it. You understood it. And yeah. what I loved is like the fat kid would be like- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, getting back to the snowstorm, the last time mm-hmm. there was a bomb cyclone, uh, everybody was panicking about it. Mm-hmm. And I went out to shovel- Dressed as uh, Oswald Cobblepot, who you might know better as the Penguin from Batman. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I had used it as a Halloween costume, like, the year before at work. Okay. And uh, we all went as villains, and I, I went as the Penguin. Yeah. And it's a bomb cyclone. It's this huge storm. Yeah. Everybody's losing their minds. And I was like, I'm going to have fun with it. Yeah. I walked. I shoveled my, my driveway, and then I walked around Medfield dressed as the Penguin. I and love it. The, let me tell you, those mm-hmm. plow drivers, yeah. I've never seen happier plow drivers. Uh-huh. I probably could have gotten them to do my driveway for free had, sure. I, had I planned ahead. Now, I love people like you. People but, that are just like living, oh, dude, that's great. That's going on our social media for you know, sure. That is the picture right there, yeah. dude. But um, That's terrific. Yeah, so the plow drivers are like, <laughs> they're honking and yeah. waving at me and all, yeah. and I'm like waving back. Yeah. That was great. And were you doing like, yeah. <laughs> Did you waddle a little bit? Yeah, were you, of course. Were you like, yeah, you got to get your legs, legs attached at the calves kind yeah. of thing. Well, you know, we've been doing a lot of shitting on um, the people amongst us as a group, but I'd like to call out two people in particular that have uh, wowed me. But you were putting your finger up. You wanted to interject. Go ahead. Uh, was one of them the guy that I saw at Brothers a couple of years ago getting out of his Land Rover? <laughs> In a minor snowstorm that had been... Now, again, oh. this was one that was pitched to be... Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a showstopper. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you hit up the local supermarket and get whatever essentials you're going to need for a <laughs> whopping six hours that you might be stuck in the house, everybody. And this guy drives to Brothers in his Land Rover with his Heli Hansen mm. full oh, yeah. gear. I mean, this is like $3,000 worth of snow gear Yeah, with very intense boots on. I mean, this guy is like, if you're the Gorton's fisherman, you might need what this guy was wearing. And otherwise, you're probably fine. Right. And if you're going to the supermarket, Mm -hmm. you're fine. Yeah. And he hops out of his Land Rover and he looks at me and he goes... Well, you got to now I'm outside shoveling in a, in my sweatshirt sure. and jeans. Yeah. And it's, you know, whatever temperature it was, it was uh-huh. cold, but boy, you got to be tough to live in New England, huh? <laughs> and I looked at him and I go, "Well, I don't know about that, sir. I'm from Pennsylvania." Yeah. And I just but, showed you up. But yeah, but from the looks of it, I'm going to go with you're not from around here. Yeah, right. You didn't grow up here. Yeah. Yeah. How's your family in Tampa? Isn't, isn't it great though? You got you got like the uh, the towny guys with their Dunkin' Donuts that'll be wearing like a hoodie. Yeah, and you know with the sleeves cut off because mm-hmm. they want to look more like Belichick. Yeah, and then they're like, I don't care that it's three degrees out. I look cool right now. Right. I look like Bill Belichick. And yeah. then you got some other guy that's like just bundled up head to toe. Well, yeah. you got to be tough to live here, huh? Yeah. Well, one works in the trades. He's an iron worker, and he's got you know balls. And the other guy, you know, just shuffles papers at his desk and makes 10 times more money and thinks he's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. 
and tomato tomato yeah okay uh, but sorry so, you said there yeah two. so they're, they're okay so we're, we're we're crapping on a lot of people just the overall like wow we're tough as is new englanders no we're not because like we're freaking out we're by the way where did your show snow shovel go from last year why is everyone rushing to go buy a goddamn snow shovel? They are not, look, they're not perishable items. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, what happened to the snow shovel you had last year? I still shovel snow, I'm not kidding, Mike, with the same fucking shovel I had in 1997. That's impressive. Every year I put a notch on it. I'm like, goddamn, got another year out yeah, of every, every blizzard gets I mean, it's worn down to the nub. It's more like an ice chopper now, and it takes yeah. me ten times longer to shovel because I'm only scooping up little pieces, but... But it's, you know I'm stubborn. I'm gonna yeah, keep this thing. I believe it. Right down to the to the stock. I'm gonna use it. But anyway, uh, two people I like to give a shout out to. Number one is my neighbor Pablo, who uh, took the old. You know I love the guy with the snowblower. Mm-hmm. That's like this is fun. Mm-hmm. What else can I snowblow? Yeah. So he came up the whole sidewalk of our street and just kept doing it and now my kids walk to the school bus on a on a sidewalk that otherwise probably wouldn't have been manicured as nicely as pablo did he also shoveled out the um fire hydrant between the yes, house and my neighbors do that. uh the other the other person i'd like to thank and give a big shout out to and i don't know this person's name but the bus 10 school bus driver. Okay. Because, okay, we're recording this on a Monday morning, right? We're all getting back to work. Our school buses, our fleet of school buses was compromised. Oh, man. Like the Pacific Fleet in Pearl Harbor. They just, yeah. uh, just that's a bad analogy. It was nothing like the Pacific oh, Fleet it wasn't? during Pearl Harbor. No, nothing got bombed. Just shit was inoperable. Well, it got bombed cyclone. It got bombed cyclone. It was bombed okay, so Thank you, dude. Yeah, that's why you're on just the show. Like, it's just like this. You make my stupid things I say actually. Makes yeah, sense. No, sometimes. Rick, that was a great analogy. You <laughs> nailed it. Keep thank, going. Thank you. So, um, we got a whole fleet of school buses, right? I thought these things were diesel. Like, they're supposed to, like, that's the beauty of a diesel engine, right? It's tough as nails and nothing can stop it. You, 40 below zero, well, the, you just crank that thing up. The old buses were tough as nails, but then they started designing them to look more like insects with those stupid uh, antenna mirrors. Mm hmm. I, and they're they're all squared off now. Yeah, buses aren't as cool. And well, that's aesthetics. But I'm talking I'm talking about you know. Yeah, but I'm saying the overall uh, toughness of buses went down okay. when they shaped them like caterpillars. <laughs> yeah, but the kids like it. Regardless, bus ten was swinging by. That's not my kid's bus. Okay. Okay. Now, I guess apparently a, a handful of let's say seven or eight school buses did not start. Okay, I mm-hmm. I made I made that number up, but. It was enough to get a call from the superintendent this morning and an email from a woman named Phyllis, who I'd also like to give a shout out to because she's got the toughest job in the school district, which is keeping those buses running on time and getting those those routes. I couldn't do that. I don't know. how. Uh, give me a map. Give me a number of kids. Mark all the houses that need to get picked up. Tell me how many buses I have and say, Rick, get all those kids to school at this time. Go. I would be like, I'm going to need the whole freaking summer to figure this out because I'm not that bright. <laughs> but anyway, Phyllis just sent an email out saying, hey, at the time it was bus two's not operating. You'll have to drive your kid to school. But anyway, buses aren't working. Bus, my kids take bus 11, right? Bus 10 was swinging through. Stopped, said, hey, I don't know what's going on this morning. Get on the bus. And all the kids just got on the bus. Now that is a hero because not enough people take initiative in life. Nine out of 10 people would have 
just driven by going, no one told me to stop and do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I got my route. I do what I do. No, this guy was like, it's two degrees outside. This bus is working. I don't know if their bus does or doesn't work. Yeah. And I got I, a CB radio that I can go, I just picked up these kids. I just picked up the kids all clear on Donnelly, you know? So that guy's the man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Pablo and the bus 10 bus driver, yep. you two are diamonds in the rough. You are thoughtful and considerate and you are, you take initiative. We need more of that. I owe you. I'm yeah. going to pay it forward. I'm going to do something for two people today. Actually, give me a couple of days. It's okay. It's cold fair. out. I'm not going outside yeah. today, but maybe tomorrow I'm going to do something nice for two people. Speaking of paying it forward mm-hmm. uh, and blizzards and all that. Guys, don't forget to shovel out your neighbors if they're old. And if you're done shoveling your driveway and your neighbor is working on theirs, give give them five minutes. Be like, hey, I'll help you out for five minutes, whatever. Because here's why I say this. Yep. I have a tendency to go help my neighbor Doug because he's old. How he's, old? Uh, well, he's not He's not old, old. He's, he's like 70, but his wife has dementia. So mm. I always go over and help him out mm. uh, while he stays inside and goes... God bless you. Thanks for help. Is that, but, is that uh, right? Yeah. Good, good man. But uh, but then then I, Allie yells at me for this because I can't just walk away from doing Doug's. Then I'm like, well, there's two more units in between Doug and me. Yeah. So I can't, I don't have it in me to just walk past those two and be like, sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. So I do Doug's. Then I do the next unit. Mm-hmm. Then I do whatever's left of our next door neighbors if he hasn't finished. Mm-hmm. And then... And then our driveway, and Allie's like, "This is not, this is not your problem to fix." But my point is, shovel your neighbors, and then hopefully, at some point, one of them will maybe pay it forward and help you out. Yeah, shovel, shovel your your driveway sometimes, so you don't always have to. Well, you know, it, what goes around comes around, Mike. You got a great cardio workout. That's why you I look did. so good. You are looking very svelte. I love that word because wow, it's yeah. such a a funny sound. It's, it's svelte. It's the V taper, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah, you're going to look great in your tux. I can't <laughs> wait to see you in your tux <laughs> and out of your tux. Um, also, when you're doing this and you're helping out your neighbor, just be thankful you don't live in Boston yes. city proper. I lived yes. in Boston, and if you're not from around here, this is the this is actual law. Like, So you get uh, on-street parking, right? So I had a condo in Charlestown. And you'd park right in front. We had a side street. It's beautiful. You'd just park right in front of your house under a tree and just walk in. And it was great, right? But when the snows came, the plow is going to go one pass one way. Yeah. And it's going to give two huge snow banks and literally, on a storm like this, bury your car up to the door handles. Absolutely. Okay? I don't miss that. No, I don't either. And and, and, the, and the struggle is you got to shovel yourself out. Yeah. So, okay, here it is. It's a Sunday night. I got to go to work tomorrow. I'm going to be forward thinking I'm going to shovel my space. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow morning I can just get out and go to work. All right. The The rub is, well, we don't have to get too deep into it because a lot of people yeah. around here listen. But when you leave, you left that space open. 
and now someone else is going to take it. And when you come home from work, you spent an hour easy and you burned 600 calories shoveling that out and someone else is reaping the rewards. Yeah. Right. So how do you, how do you prevent that? Did well, you go with the lawn chair or? Okay. Well, so what, what the law is, you can put a space saver in your parking spot, I believe for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And some people put a lawn chair out. Some people will put, I saw, uh, this was the best one because no one's going to mess with it. The Virgin Mary. A three-foot statue of the Virgin Mary. Like, Brilliant. I don't care who you are. You touch that thing, yeah. you you got a one-way ticket to hell. Yeah. I don't care if you're agnostic or anything. Just take my word for it. You don't mess with the Virgin Mary. No one park in my space. <laughs> Um, I'll be back soon. Yeah. But the fights, I mean, you will get a slash tire. Oh, I mean, yeah. And, and it's fair game. It's and it's like, no joke. It I lived not. in Savin Hill for like a year. Mm -hmm. And I I saw some fisticuffs over this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pretty yeah. exciting stuff. I, I, you know what I love is not the fisticuffs, but the the F-bombs and the swearing oh, yeah. with the Boston accent. Because yeah. usually it's a Boston accent speaking kind of a person. <laughs> You know, yeah, I don't like to stereotype, but in this particular situation, most people rise. Yes, most people will rise above it and just be like, "This is hey, you know, yeah. this is what you get. You decided to move to Boston. Like you knew it snows, you knew you park in the street, you know they plow. Yeah, you walked into this, you agreed to this, and that's the mindset I always had when I did it. And then I would be like public transportation for days. Okay, so anyway, I'm glad I don't live in Boston. I'm glad, hey, small towns have their benefits. Usually we have a garage or a driveway, and you can just deal with it when you want. When I was dealing with that regularly, so I was in Savin Hill for, for one year. I was in North Quincy for a while. With My street on North Quincy was the widest street in all of North Quincy, and I believe it's like the widest street in Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. it's, it's Billings Road. It's abnormally wide. It's where all of the driving schools bring their kids to learn how to parallel park. Yep. Um, so the problem living there was as the plows went by, it took like, you know, three passes of the plow going each direction to clear everything. So now you've got like multiple lanes worth of snow piled onto your car where you're trying to shove it. Like you didn't even know quite where your car was. It's like, well, it's a, it's about here. And then you'd, you'd find out that you had wasted you know, 15 minutes shoveling because you're still, you know, oh. four feet in front of your car. <laughs> and it's like, oh, man, why aren't I hitting a door yet? You know what you should do? Um, scuttlebuds, if you want to save yourself the frustration, that might get an orange cone and put it on your roof. Something, oh, right? Just been, give yourself a marker. Yeah, that would have been smart. Hey, scuttlebuds, you know what you should not do? Don't be a lemming and pop your um, windshield wipers out. So the, the, this is another thing. If you're like in Texas or like Arizona and you're listening and you're like, what are we talking about? Here in New England, before a big storm, before the bomb cyclone, call it, what was it? Well, the bomb cyclone. Yeah. Don't pop out your windshield wipers to pull them off of the windshield. The idea is, well, if I don't, they're going to stick to the to the windshield and I won't, you know, I scrape and it's going it, to just, hey, dipshit. There's a button in your car, okay, and it has wavy lines. It's called a fucking defroster. You turn that on, it blows heat on your windshield, and it melts the stuff for you. Wait, and when you yeah, wait, write this on. down. What does it look like? It, it's oh. like it's like this. It's like this band, you know, like the windshield diagram okay. with like wavy lines to simulate heat. 
like the like the cartoon smell lines. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Right, it's very, it's very intuitive. You don't have to be I'll too bright to look at that and go, time. "I bet this blows heat up on the windshield." Let's see what it does. It's going to do exactly that for the reason of defrosting your windshield wipers. Now, Rick, the other why, issue. Hold on. Rick, why are you being such a hardo about this? Because I hate seeing people do things that other people do, just like falling in line like a goddamn lemming. If you do that, people, you are stretching the springs on your windshield wiper arms, okay? Now, those are not as replaceable as the actual windshield wiper, right? The, the rubber membrane that wipes the moisture off your windshield so you can see, right? Those are like 15 bucks. You can reapply them to the arm of your windshield wiper by yourself, right? If you bust those, if you stretch those springs out, imagine the reduced pressure that it's mm. applying to your windshield. So so in July, when you're driving in, this, in the rainstorm and you got all those streaks and you're like, how come my windshield wipers don't work? It's because you fucked it up, dummy. Well, the other issue is that flipping them up, the oversight is that now ice accumulates on the wipers. So when you do clear your windshield and you flip them back down, now you've got ice dragging across your windshield yeah. that would not have been there otherwise. That happens. I, you know what I like to do when I, while I'm driving and that's happening? I don't stop. I just roll the window down, press, you know. Mm -hmm. Then I stick my arm out, and then when it comes up, I just grab it, pull it, and then it smacks down against the yeah, thing. Yeah, and, that's and, satisfying. Yeah, it is satisfying. Yeah. And then it's like, did I get it? Oh, yeah. one more time, one more time. And then bam. And then it, yeah. These are the little things, Mike, that keep me going. Um, you mentioned hardos, <laughs> which brings me <laughs> to my next point. Okay. Hey, guy, driving through Dover this morning in your red Volkswagen Golf with your red specialized bike strapped to the back. It was zero degrees. Are you trying to, and by the way, this bike? Yeah. No mud on it, no salt, no sure. dirt. This thing was sparkling. Out of the box. Sir, please Closer. explain to me. Where you're riding this bike, because I know you're not riding it today. Yeah. It's, it, A, it's zero degrees, so it's unlikely, mm -hmm. even if you are tough in your spandex. <laughs> B, more importantly, the roads were a disaster. You are not riding that bike today. Where are you going with it strapped to the back of your golf like you are so cool? Yeah. The car behind me was even laughing as he turned off, uh, off of Center Street. He was like, look, look, look at this guy with this, this, this sparkling bike. See, now that's the kind of guest that we need here on and Small I'm not Town Scuttlebutt. I'm not against uh, getting your exercise, mm -hmm. but this to me just reeked of, it's the same as the guy that has the souped up Jeep, but there's no mud on it, and you know he's never going to utilize that vehicle for what he has souped it up for. I would love to call this guy a poser and lean into him, but then I'd have to remember back in the 80s when I had my Tony Hawk skateboard and I would literally stand at the bottom of the half pipe watching <laughs> everybody else do their drop-ins, and I'm like, I ain't doing that. Yeah. I don't, know. And I'm you're like, anyway, check out this kickflip. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't even do that. Oh, check even... out this ollie. Yeah, I could do an ollie. Yeah. It's, I showed my kid how to do an ollie the other day on my Tony Hawk's, I still have the skateboard, but anyway, that's a... Uh, hey, one thing I wanted to say, I did. Did you enjoy the snow at all? Did you like? I mean, we got, we didn't tell people how many. We got two feet of snow. Yeah, right. Roughly two feet of snow within twenty four hours, well, that's, as predicted. That's that bomb cyclone deli delivered. An exaggeration. The official number for Medfield, according to Channel Five, I believe it was WCVB. Yeah, Channel Five. Eighteen inches. Eighteen inches. Okay. Yeah. Well. Take into consideration some snow drifts here and there, yeah. right? Let's just and call this was one of those storms where the 
essentially what the weatherman is saying is, I have no idea. But instead he goes, yeah, depending on quite, you know, depending on exactly where this storm comes in, we could have anywhere from eight to, this is actually what they said. Yeah. We could have anywhere from eight to 36 inches. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's a 28 inch difference. Yeah. Pretty big. That's, yep. you're giving me two and a half feet over mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that you're saying, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it could be anywhere from, and I get it. It's it's weather, it's a science, but it's not an exact science. It all depends on all this. Sure. But like, haven't we gotten further than this? You're giving me a 28 inch window that it's it's, it's going to be somewhere in here. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. You went to college for that. Yeah. How much money did you spend and on all those cynical, Dopplers and the radars? The cynical and- part of me starts saying, "Well, they give you that big of a window so that you keep going." To their TV station, to their website, to yeah. whatever, because yeah. that way they're selling advertising. Yeah. Oh, these models are changing by the hour. You got to check back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I got to go. So, did you get to enjoy the snow at all? No, no. You, you, I, just, you just did some shoveling for your neighbors, like yep. a, like a good shoveled good, good four driveways and a lot of sidewalk, and then I did it again. Uh, but you, I did, uh, I did enjoy um, the fireplace. Sat by the fireplace for a good chunk of the weekend. I bet you played your guitar at least uh, at, at one point. I didn't have time. No? No. No. Okay. Would have been cool. Yeah. What did you do, Rick? Well, I woke up, and the snow storm accumulation had uh, lived up to the hype, right? And I was pretty psyched about that. This was Sunday morning. Uh, whiteout, not whiteout conditions. Whiteout conditions is I can't see my hand, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was looking outside, and I'm like, I can see 200 yards. Yeah. I'm going to go snowshoeing with my dog. Now, we have a friend, uh, he was a guest, and he's going to be coming on again um, sometime this in the next month or so. Um, we're just trying to pin down time. Uh, State Representative Sean Dooley, right? Now, I love this guy. He's a friend. He's a legitimate buddy. Like, he sat around my, my, my fire pit, you know, on summer nights and just shooting the shit with, with the guys. But I fundamentally disagree with his Facebook post of everybody stay inside. Let yeah, the plow yeah. drivers do. like, you know what? Hey, and shut- you, d- you disagreed with emphasis on the fun and fundamental. Yeah. I fundamentally disagreed because you know what? I'm, I'm a grown ass adult. I'm 45. As I've said, 45 and a half. Wow. Okay. So with that comes great wisdom, mm. right? Now I know that I've got things going for me here. First of all, I have 200 yards of visibility. I have an SUV with four-wheel drive, yeah. and I have about, I have like over 25 years of driving experience in yeah. snow. Andy's got an ass that won't quit. <clears throat> I, you said it, not me. So what I did is I took my little dog Rex, and I took my snowshoes, and I went out to a field, and I did my thing, and it was awesome because no one else I'm sorry, was out what there. what is doing your thing? Snowshoeing. Okay. Trailblazing, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, it was awesome. I was walking around in foot deep uh, snow Mm -hmm. with my snowshoes, just floating on top, just with a good hustle. I got a good sweat and I I probably did about two miles, Mm -hmm. which is a lot. Yeah. Two miles is a lot when you're walking in snow with snowshoes. Well, no, disagree. Hard disagree. Mm, Okay. Two miles is a lot if you're walking in snow without snowshoes. That's With snowshoes, you're just walking two miles. Well, I've done that too. Look. I'm also, I don't like this one-size-fits-all advisory, like, stay inside. Bro, I've backpacked the summit of Mount Washington in the middle of winter. I have post-holed... Against against all recommendations. 
No, it was a it was a guided tour, and we stayed over at the Weather Observatory. Another time in June, in the month of June, I went on a solo backpacking trip, and I had to in one part at the top of Tuckerman's Ravine had to post hole, knee deep, no snowshoes, mm. and that was a grind. That was a energy burning thing. But I knew in about two hours I was going to hit the base of Tuckerman's, and that that's where I was going to chill and recover and whatnot. But um, yeah. I can handle this. I know what I'm doing. I'm a, I'm a pro. Okay, so anyway, I wanted the adventure. I wanted the challenge. I wanted the exercise. I wanted the fresh air. And I wanted the solitude. Yeah. Well, with me and my dog. Yeah. And that's what we did. So the moral of the story is, people, think for yourselves. Mm. Like, the reason why my friend Sean Dooley feels compelled to talk to other adults like their children is because there's a lot of adults out there that act like children. They're dumb. They're stupid. They just don't think. I love, oh, here's the thing. It's kind of like when people are like, oh, what are the roads like out there? What the fuck do you care? You can't even drive when it's 70 degrees and sunny out. Right? You have mass plates. You you should not even have a license. Yeah. Well, it's like Rick always says, live, laugh, love, and think for yourself. Um, now that's, that's what I, my tattoo says yeah. on my butt. Now that I don't live in Medfield anymore, I can give away the spot that I loved to go hiking, which was Rocky Narrows. Not that it's like an un- known gem or anything Mm -hmm. like some some people know about it but i did find that while everybody goes to like rocky woods around here and not many people go to rocky narrows that are from medfield i don't know why it's i don't even know what rocky narrows is i know rocky woods go to rocky narrows sometime it's great that was always the place if if we got like a foot of snow Mm -hmm. winston get in the car we're going. We're going to Rocky Narrows. It was like I would go there at least once a week with them to go hiking anyway. But in the wintertime, it's great. You'd see like one other person the whole time. Gotcha. Well, Mike, I hate to be a party pooper, and I wish you could stay all day and we could just talk about idiots. But one of us has to go to work, and it ain't me. So do yeah. you want to wrap this thing up? Yeah, or, I got to uh, finish that commute. Yeah, you got to you have a, a four-minute commute that yeah. you still have, and you only have eight minutes left to do it. So why don't we uh, wrap up the show? All right, so we got hit by a, a pretty good-sized storm. Apparently, it, it tied the one-day record in Boston for a single-day snowfall. Oh, it's the Bob <laughs> Cyclone. It's the Bombo Genesis, everybody. Watch <laughs> out. We told you this was going to be a whopper, and sure enough, it delivered. Also, um... Medfield having an issue with the fleet of buses where half of them wouldn't start Mm -hmm. and then sending out an email saying, just drop your kids off at school. That is the most Medfield thing. (laughs) This school. What should they have done? Well, you would think they would have just said, "Uh, well, you know what? We got to have a two hour delay. Mm. We got to get this. That would make sense. We have to get this resolved. Yeah. No. Medfield says, well, guys, figure it out. And if your kid's not at school today, that's fine. By the way, this is the same school district that is pumping diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right. Like, like everybody's got a car, Un- until the and everyone can just start. get mom or dad. You know, everyone's got the luxury of a stay-at-home parent, and everyone's just going to get in their caravan and take their kid to school. That's that's equitable, okay? Yep. I think, you know, Mike, you should be the superintendent for fuck's sake. Jesus. I wouldn't do it if you paid me a million dollars. Yeah, thankless job. Yep. Um. Also, don't forget to shovel out your neighbors the next time we have a big snowstorm. They will greatly appreciate it. What I have learned the last couple winters of doing this is that shoveling your neighbor's driveway is always more enjoyable than shoveling your own because you feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Shoveling your own driveway, you're just muttering to yourself the whole time. <laughs> uh, and also, don't flip up your windshield wipers uh, lest you anger Rick. Yeah. <laughs>
Cool. That's it, huh? We're done. That's it. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.